You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and we got our start covering the Chargers for Chargers Domination Live, our Facebook show, which we cover the Chargers for over six seasons. And now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. I hope everyone had a great weekend, but I'm very, very excited because we are getting closer and closer to football. Before we get started, thank you to everyone who's joining in on the show today, especially those who are checking us out for the first time. And another special thank you to all of our loyal fans for checking back in with us today. We do have an announcement we have to make about our other show, Chargers Domination Live, which we've been doing on Facebook, so we'll start the show with that. But then it's training camp, and it's time to talk about it because it's coming up in a week now. We're so close to getting some real on-the-field Chargers content. I think with Brandon Staley, there's so much to be excited about, and we put a post out on Twitter, and you guys told us what you're going to be watching for in training camp, so we're going to get into some of those responses. But in segments two and three today, I'm really excited to be getting into the players who have the most to gain and the players that have the most to lose. So in the second segment, we'll be talking about the players that have the most to lose and you have to have something to lose it, right? So there might be some surprising names in there. And then to wrap up the show, we'll look at the players who have a lot of things to gain from this training camp, playing time to gain, maybe a roster spot to gain, so much to get into in so little time. So Let's go ahead and get into it. David, first, before we get started into the Chargers training camp, which I could not be more excited about. I mean, this just hits a little bit different this season with Brandon Staley. But we did have some personal news that we have want to talk about to start the show because we are very thankful for the time that we spent at Chargers Domination Live, a Facebook show that gave both of us our start covering the Chargers. It really grew in the time that we did it. I mean, six years is a long time. It's what led us to Locked On Chargers, and now we are doubling down on Locked On Chargers, and we are stepping away from Chargers Domination Live. It will still continue in some capacity. You can mostly find that on Facebook, and it was such a fun show to do. I know we are so appreciative to San Diego Sports Domination, even after the Chargers left San Diego, continuing to let us have that platform, and the director of that, David Frecker, who gave us both of our starts, got me in my first training camp, Gave me, you know, my first tour into a press box to cover a game. So many cool things they did for us, both David. We wouldn't be here today without them. Sad to go, but excited to keep building what we have here with Locked On. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, we got our start at Chargers Domination Live, and we learned how to do this. I mean, this has uh, been a long time in the making. I mean, we've messed up. We have, uh, we've had a lot of fun. We've interacted with fans. And if any of you guys have followed us from CDL over to Locked On Chargers, we definitely really appreciate it. And we have a lot of fun things going. And unfortunately, we have to put that to bed. Um, but, you know, we're really excited for all the things that we're going to be doing on Locked On Chargers. So much fun stuff, including down the road, potentially moving onto YouTube. So there will be a place where we can do live shows, have some video content out there for you guys. That is going to be taking up a lot of our time coming soon for you guys. And we are super excited. We are doubling down on what we're doing here with Locked On, continuing to bring you guys some great content. And we're going to continue that in a couple of days when we're going to have Matt Money Smith on the show right now. He's supposed to come on the show on Wednesday 
Super excited about that. The play-by-play guy for the Chargers joining the show. He's a great personality, too. I mean, he's going to be so much fun. But let's get into training camp, David, because it's right around the corner, right? It's starting next weekend, and there's so much to talk about. And you put out a post on Twitter to see what people were interested in. It made me sad, but didn't surprise me that so many of them had to do with injuries. And we were pessimism. Thinking, what, are you, what are you looking forward to watching, or you know, what are you going to be watching for? So many talking about injuries, but I think in a positive way, though, I am excited to see this new sports performance staff do something different than what has caused the Chargers so many ails over the last few seasons. Yeah, I just like the fact that the Chargers are looking at this from a different perspective. I think they're bringing in health professionals from different fields, like the Olympics. I mean, getting like really, I mean, just awesome guys to bring in to try to keep these guys healthy, to try to get them to Sunday. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to try to make sure that your top players, that your guys are out there and they can actually contribute on the football field when it counts. So, Definitely. I mean, I understand the concern and, and, you know, the the talk about health. And I mean, I'm right there with you. I hope that our main key guys are able to stay healthy, get a good training camp in and be ready to go when it matters in September. Right. Because, I mean, with Derwin James last year, like you just want to at least see the dude make it into a game. Right. That was absolutely devastating. And I think the other thing that this coaching staff and performance staff is going to bring is they're going to be taking a look at things more analytically, right? When to push guys harder, when to take it a little bit easier on their bodies. We've already seen the kind of scheduling changes the Chargers have made after talking with their players and talking with their new sports performance staff. And we've already seen positive effects so far, but training camp is where it's going to be tested. And that's where you need these really, really good players for the Chargers to be able to come out of that clean. So even though it hurt me to see that, I totally understand because it is... Such a talking point seemingly with the Chargers every year. But there were a lot of different players that got mentioned. Drew Tranquil, Jerry Tillery, a kicker competition by Edward Mieses. That is definitely something we're going to get into later on the show with who has the most to lose and the most to gain. But one thing I thought was really funny was from Vrabel56 who wrote on Twitter, Usually I watch the secondary and linebackers, but I just want to see Justin Herbert in person now. And that is the spectacle you get, David, because this was not an option last year because of COVID. You didn't go get to see Justin Herbert close up while he's practicing. And now going into the second season with crazy high expectations that he and the, you know his own team kind of have put on. I'm so excited to be able to go see Justin Herbert. And I think he is a, you know, a draw all on his own. There's no question about it. And to the Chargers' credit, there's going to be a lot of open practices available for the public. I mean, I think it's 15-plus practices are going to be available for you guys to get tickets to go watch Justin Herbert learn and grow in his second year in the NFL. I mean, a new offense with who we've heard is 90-plus percent already installed, <laughs> which still boggles my mind to this day. Uh, but we get to see that in action. We get to see it full speed. We get to see what it looks like against a real defense, uh, against a really, really good defense with Brandon Staley and also a new defense. So we get to see how Justin Herbert progresses this year. And, I mean, it's he's got high expectations, Daniel, but I think it's for a reason. It's because everyone around the league now knows this kid has got it. Yeah, there's 17 practices, and you guys can go to chargers.com slash camp to book your tickets to go to training camp. I don't think you'll regret it. There's so many fun things to get from those, 
in the past there was a lot of autographs and things like that I don't know what the changes will be this year, but there's one thing that's for sure. You can say you're looking at, you know, the backup running backs and tight ends all you want. Once you get out there and see that six foot six behemoth out there throwing rockets all around the field, it's going to be hard to take your eyes off of it, right? So I think Justin Herbert is the main attraction, but there's a ton of other things to be looking forward to. And I think one of those things, we talked about the sports performance and the differences made there, but we're going to see potentially a completely different looking training staff with the Chargers this year. I think it could look a lot different than years past with Brandon Staley and this new coaching staff. We know they've used two fields already to try to get more out of these practices. So just Brandon Staley and what his take on training camp is, David, I think is just as you know interesting to me as pretty much anything else. Well, especially because Brandon Staley has said that he loves the planning aspect of being a head coach. He loves orchestrating everything. He loves building these programs and these systems and these and these camps. I mean, Brandon Staley really enjoys this. So I want to know, I want to see what that brainchild looks like. I want to see what his first training camp as an NFL head coach looks like. I want to see how much different it is. I want to see what the flow looks like. I want to hear how the players respond to it. I'm really excited to see what that looks like because it is going to be brand new. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of position battles that will be going on as well out on the field. So there's so much to go out there and watch for, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it's going to be hot, but those training camp days, I've done it. I've covered it, and I've gone as a fan, and it's a lot of fun. You get to see a lot of things and hear a lot of things you would never normally get to see. But if you guys have any other training camp questions tomorrow, we're going to be doing some Twitter Tuesday and getting your guys' questions about training camp or comments about training camp. Make sure to comment or ask us a question on Twitter and we'll get into more training camp stuff tomorrow because who's not excited about Chargers training camp this year? I know I am, but a lot of players have a lot at stake. So coming up next, we're going to get into the three guys who have the most to lose during training camp coming up after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that my favorite protein bar, and I'm sure I'll be taking a couple with me to Chargers training camp, is Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors to choose from? including my new favorite right now, cookies and cream. But I think mint brownie is another kind of underrated flavor. But if you're looking for something that's going to fit in with your diet, give you a ton of protein and not a lot of net carbs or net sugars, Built Bar is where it's at and they taste delicious, best of all. I mean, for me, if it doesn't taste great, I'm not going to eat it. You can get variety with Built Bar and you can get something that tastes great, covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And another cool thing, guys, the Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. They are about to go off to the Olympics, and they're taking Built Bars. So make sure you guys get your Built Bars now, and you can do it at Built.com. And if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, David. Well, I'm very, very excited about Chargers training camp, and I think each training camp kind of brings its own unique feel to it right there's different positions up for grabs there's different guys who are going to stand out and kind of make a name for themselves especially now that we have you know preseason games and stuff like that I think we'll see a lot more of that than we've seen in years past but the other thing that comes along with it is players can lose a lot too and that's just the reality of the NFL and what we were talking about kind of before the show is just you have to have something to lose it right so there's going to be guys that are definitely fighting for roster spots but that doesn't necessarily mean they have the most to lose at least the way that we are looking at it just because there's guys who have had roles offensively and defensively for this team that could be in peril now that there's a new coaching staff and maybe some other guys on their heels so 
David, when you're looking at the three guys that you think have the most to lose, who are you starting with? So I'm going to start with the guy who I think probably was feeling very protected because of the previous coaching staff, because he was brought in and scouted and drafted with this with this previous coaching staff. And that guy is Trey Pipkins. I think Trey Pipkins should uh, be very worried that he has a lot to lose in this training camp because that safety net of having that coaching staff that brought you into the building is no longer there. And I think I trust Brandon Staley and his staff to evaluate who the best players are and to play the best players and not have the players that shouldn't be on the field. I think Trey Pipkins was definitely a beneficiary uh, of some preferential treatment because he was a draft pick. I think that goes away now. So I think Trey Pipkins is definitely a player that has a lot to lose in this training camp. Trey Pipkins is a great call because is Storm Norton going to potentially push him for the Chargers swing tackle spot, right? And the other thing is, if you can't do it with this coaching staff who we're bringing in to help our player development and all those things, then at what point does the spotlight just go on you, right? It's not the coaching that's the problem. It's do you deserve to be here? I mean, the one thing that he definitely has in his pocket is Tom Telesco definitely still believes in him, right? And that's yeah. going to be the guy that's having a lot to do with who ends up making this roster is Tom Telesco. But I do think that in the past, he was the go-to guy. If a tackle went down, Trey Pipkins went in the game. It's hard to say that, you know, he will 100% have that after this training camp. I don't know if he's on the roster bubble, but if the Chargers are really going with the best guys and he can't show improvement, you have to wonder whether that conversation is happening. But... I'll go with the guy that I know we both have on our list, and that is Jalen Guyton. So I don't know if many of you thought Jalen Guyton would come up in this segment, but independently, me and David both had him on our list. This is a guy, David, that has a lot to lose because of how big of a role he had in 2020. He was the clear number three option. Now he's battling with Josh Palmer, Tyron Johnson for that third spot, but he did lead the Chargers receivers in snaps last year. I mean, he had a ton of run. I mean, he had over 900 offensive snaps in 2020 but he did struggle with drops he was a little bit inconsistent and now there's a couple of guys that are really nipping at his heels who could be vying for a lot of that playing time he had in 2020 yeah definitely I mean you're looking at Jalen Guyton's stats and I think the biggest thing that jumps out uh, of the table to me is the 50 percent catch percentage I mean that is not going to cut it in the NFL I know he's a big play wide receiver and he had a couple of really long touchdowns but I, I think his limited route tree and the fact that you know he wasn't a great route runner uh, it showed itself later on in the season because you saw Tyron Johnson getting more of those opportunities and Jalen Guyton getting less so I think with Joshua Palmer getting drafted and now, you know, a couple other guys having a new opportunity with this new offensive staff, I think Jalen Guyton definitely should be wary of his spot uh, on this roster. I think that's going to be one of the battles that we're going to be looking at, Daniel. Uh, But Jalen Guyton definitely was on my list. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to go out and say that he's, you know, in trouble on the roster. I think there's a chance that they definitely keep him there because, He is a guy that has great speed, and maybe he does show out in training camp. But as far as what his role in the offense is going to be... That's definitely going to change. I don't think he's going to lead the Chargers receivers in snaps this year, right? But it's is he the third guy on the field after Mike Williams and Keenan Allen? Is he the next guy to fill in for Mike Williams if he goes down? A lot of questions, and I think some of them could be answered during training camp. But getting back to the list here, Michael Badgley is someone that I couldn't leave out of this list either, David, just because 
he has to be right. Like he has a lot to lose, especially given the year that he's coming off of, because he's really the the guy that stands out on this list that had the worst season right out of many of the Chargers last year. Now there's an open competition with Tristan Vizcaino and Alex Kessman. Last year, he was 28th in the NFL and made field goal percentage of anyone that had more than 20 made field goals. His percentage was 73%. He was 2 of 6 on 50-plus yard field goals, and he missed three PATs. I mean, there's not much more to say there, David. His job is definitely on the line here. And Brandon Staley, if he sticks to his you know true coaching morals, is going to take the guy who's most deserving. As he should, because, I mean, his performance last year, uh, as far as Michael Badgley is concerned, was not good enough. I mean, he was the sole reason why the Chargers lost a couple of games last year. I mean, if you don't have a stable place kicker that's able to make his kicks and be a little bit more consistent from 50-plus, I mean, just be more consistent overall, then you're going to lose games. And so with how important we know special teams is to Brandon Staley, I think he's definitely going to be looking at this competition uh, very closely, and hopefully he does take the best place kicker who performed the best um, and move forward with that. I, I think my last guy on my list for guys who have the most to lose is Joshua Kelly. I think Joshua Kelly, I know it sucks because he's a second-year player, but, uh, I mean, the Chargers drafted another running back that they pretty much brought in to do what Josh Kelly was brought in to do, and that's, you know, get the short yardage and really, uh, you know, get the bulk of the inside carries, get some carries on the goal line. That's what Larry Roundtree the third is going to be doing for the Chargers. So Joshua Kelly's role in this offense, uh, maybe on this team, I think is in jeopardy. Yeah, I could definitely see that. He had such a good camp last year that I think you have to hold out a little bit of hope that he's going to come out again right, and really prove why they spent that fourth-round pick on him. But he was taken by a former running back you know, who was his head coach at the time. He played a big role in that. He didn't end up performing last year, and now somebody's on the bubble there, right? And I think you could say the same thing for Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, David, because that's another thing I had on here is both of those guys – have a lot to lose because they have been used a lot by the Chargers. I mean, Joshua Kelly got good run last year and couldn't take advantage of it after the first couple of weeks. And Justin Jackson, whenever he's been healthy, he's been the second guy on the field. Like, that's always been his role. He's the change of pace guy. He can catch passes out of the backfield. He can be electric in the open field. But if Justin Jackson gets hurt during this training camp, it's hard to say anyone has much more to lose than him because he, Oh, yeah. I think he's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of the, the harsh realities of the NFL. If you're not healthy, if you can't go out there and show why you deserve to be on the team, there's a realistic possibility that you don't make it, right? And even and with, the talent's not going to be good enough to cover him anymore. I mean, the amount of injuries that he's had in his NFL career are to the point to where that rope is now gone. Yeah, I think so, and I just think it's there's always a little bit of you have to prove yourself, and you're not a no-doubt-about starter, and Justin Jackson isn't. You have a lot to prove when a new coaching staff comes to town, so those are all guys that do have a lot to lose because of roles they've previously had for the Chargers. On the defensive side of things, it's a little bit harder. Like, is Justin Jones potentially at risk of losing some snaps? I could definitely see that. I think, you know, Brandon Faison has a lot to lose just because right now, he was lining up number one on the outside. That's something I could definitely talk about too. But either way, there are players that have a lot to lose. And all those guys have things to gain as well. I mean, Jalen Guyton can, you know, keep his role. Or Michael Badgley can show that he's the best kicker, obviously, out of the three. 
Those guys can gain a lot too, but they obviously have playing time and snaps to lose as well. But there's three guys that stood out to me as the guys who have the most to gain during Chargers training camp in 2021. So we're going to get into those three guys coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, there's only one place I go for all of my auto part needs, and that is at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. So why go in there and have to ask the counter guy to search a part for your car just for him to tell you that they're going to have to ship it in and it'll be there in a few weeks when you really don't have time for that? Go to rockauto.com. For me, it's all about convenience and getting a great price. Like, I love getting good prices on things. I love a great bargain. RockAuto.com is going to give the same price to mechanics or daily drivers. You know you're getting the best price, and you don't even have to leave your house. So whatever kind of auto parts you need, you can get them at RockAuto.com. And all you have to do is go to the website today, and when you do buy something for your car or truck, make sure to write Locked On in there, How Did You Hear Us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right david well obviously you know you never want to talk about players and just relish in the fact that they might not have a job after training camp right yeah definitely not that's not (laughs) what we're here to do of course like it does suck but hard decisions have to be made surprise cuts happen every season and every year there's a couple of surprises that end up coming out of training camps and now i'm glad that we get to get into the positive side because i do think there are players who do have a lot to gain during this training camp. So when you were looking at the three guys you wanted to select, who did you come up with? Yeah, I mean, some interesting characters on this list. I mean, with the training camp and a new coaching staff, there is a lot of new opportunities that people need to seize. And that's why, for me, one of my guys who has the most to gain in this training camp is Joe Reed. Joe Reed, the Swiss Army knife, the offensive weapon, the guy who's explosive in the open field, who is a, a all-world returner. Uh, I think Joe Reed needs to take this opportunity and run with it. He, he has the chance to impress new coaches and really try to establish himself in this, in this new offense that the Chargers are bringing, bringing to the table. So that's why Joe Reed is on my list. Yeah, I definitely get that, and it's almost at the same time, right? These lists are very connected because he could be losing a roster spot as well, right? Like, he could be losing his chance to get on the Chargers, but at the same time, it seemed like that last coaching staff had lost faith in him, right? He was being a healthy scratch. He didn't come along from the rumors as much as they wanted to as far as him being a well-rounded receiver. He was used on gimmick plays, and even that, they didn't get him on the field enough for. So, he does have a chance a fresh start, so to speak, to go out there and prove why they took him, you know, in the fifth round. A very valuable pick. He has to be able to do something, and he has a chance to do that, especially with no other clear option, you know, as a kick returner if they don't want to use Nazir Adderley in that role, and just as a gadget guy to use for some of those trickier plays. Love that pick. I'm going to go with Josh Palmer, and I think it's directly connected not only to Joe Reed, but also to Jalen Guyton. I think he has a lot to lose. Josh Palmer has a lot to gain, right? Because he's the third round pick. He's the only receiver, right, that this team drafted to fit the specific offense that they want to run. And he's just an imposing dude. Like, he runs great routes. He's definitely physically ready for the NFL. And I think this is a spot that could have gone to Tyron Johnson, too, David. But at least Tyron Johnson has put some good film out there, right? He was incredibly yeah. efficient last year. He has that on his side. I think they're looking for ways to get Josh Palmer into some of these packages, and I think that's what it is for him. It's not, am I the third receiver, but 
how many of these packages, right, that they're making to create mismatches can he get himself on? Right. How many rotations can he earn? And I like that pick. I mean, because Josh Palmer was picked by this coaching staff, by this current regime. So we know that they have plans for Joshua Palmer. I mean, they picked him in the third round. So they expect at some point or another for Josh Palmer to be a contributor to this offense. And, I mean, look at it. He's young. I mean, he could grow with Justin Herbert for many years to come. So I like that pick as well. I mean, the next guy on my list for guys with the most to gain is Nick Neiman. And that's because there's not a lot of inside linebacker depth on this team for me. I think if anyone gets injured, and God forbid that that happens because I definitely don't want to see that. But if it does... Someone needs to be ready and needs to step up and be able to step in and provide some kind of positive play at the linebacker, the inside linebacker position. So Nick Neiman is going to have that chance. I mean, he's going to be the next guy up. I I don't think they expect him or want him to come onto the field uh, anytime soon as far as on the defense, but he has a chance to earn that role in training camp. And he has a chance to show out on special teams kind of like someone on his team like Drew Tranquil, right? I mean, that's another place that he could really gain the respect of this coaching staff and just find ways to get on the field and make some tackles, even if it's on special teams. I think you could throw Kazir White in there because I think right now everyone assumes Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, the automatic starters. I do think that's the case, but Kazir White has a chance to show this team that he needs to be on the field, and I do think... He had good moments last year, and he was really close to making a lot of plays. I'm still a little bit bullish on him, but I do think he has a lot to gain under this new coaching staff, not going into the year as a no-doubt-about-it starter. Like He's not a starter. He's fighting for a spot, even if we don't necessarily think he'll get it. So I do like the pick of Nick Neiman. I think Kazir White kind of fits the profile as well. But another guy I want to talk about here is Donald Parham. I think Donald Parham has a lot to really prove during this training camp because He is going to be fighting for position a little bit, right? Steven Anderson had an impressive end of the season. They brought in Trey McKitty and Jared Cook. And that's the thing about this is everyone's talking about Jared Cook and Trey McKitty. Donald Parham's getting lost in the wash a little bit, right? But we know the physical skill set. how does that guy get lost? He's gigantic. (laughs) He doesn't get lost when he's on the field. That's for sure. (laughs) I mean, but his role last year, even though he was scoring touchdowns, was pretty limited. He could play a much bigger role in the offense this year. He's going to have to show that he can block at least a little bit, right? And he has to show that he can be able to be a really, really good receiving option because that's what he does best. I think he has a lot to prove. I mean, Trey McKitty, we don't know what he's going to be as a rookie tight end, right? Especially as a guy that caught six passes last year. We know it's going to be a little bit of work in progress there, and I think he'll get snaps as a blocker early on. But there's definitely a role there for you know, spelling Jared Cook or just being on the field at the same time with Jared Cook potentially. So I really like the thought of that. But who else did you have on your list? Yeah, I really love the the pick of Donald Parham there uh, because he has so much potential. And I love the fact that he's going to be able to work with a veteran guy like Jared Cook who can try to you know teach him some things at the NFL level. So that's a good pick for me. My last guy is really because of the kicking situation. It's Tristan Vizcaino. I mean, he has a rare opportunity to come in here and steal a job. I mean, as a kicker, there's only so many uh, there's only so many spots out there available in the NFL. So right now, the Chargers are really 
objectively looking at trying to pick the best guy for the job. So obviously you got to throw Alex Kessman in there as well. But, I mean, you have the chance to go out there and nail all your kicks, make all your extra points, even, you know, try to uh, improve some special teams with field position. This is your opportunity to earn one of those coveted jobs in the NFL. So that's why I'm picking the two kickers, Tristan Vizcaino and Alex Kessman. I was going to say, yeah, really both of them fit that profile, and I think it could be a very good competition. I mean, Alex Kessman known for making long field goals and playing at Heinz Field, which is a ridiculously hard field to kick off of. Tristan Vizcaino had very limited action in the pros but made all of his kicks, so, you know, took care of his opportunities. Now he's getting another shot in the league. So very exciting. Kicker competitions are always just going to get me going. I don't know about you, David, but I would love rare television. I would love to see some, you know, very heated kicking competitions, and hopefully they're making a lot of those field goals. Anyways, let's get to my last guy. I had a hard time here because there's two guys fighting for two different things. The first one I'll start with is Asante Samuel Jr., specifically because we don't know that he's a starter yet, but we know he definitely has the chance to be a starter. I think this team is going to give him every opportunity to go start on this defense, and it's probably at the expense of Brandon Faison when they go to their nickel packages when the, you know, the star and money get on the field, as Brandon Staley would put it, Chris Harris Jr. is kicking to the inside. Who is going to be that next outside cornerback? Is the early OTA depth chart did not have Asante as the starting cornerback, but I definitely think that is his to go after and potentially attain, and I think he'll do it, but no doubt about it, he has a lot to gain. Mark Webb is the other guy I really wanted to talk about here, too, just because he finds himself in a very safe spot for a seventh-round pick because of the lack yeah. of depth at that position if he is able to go show out in training camp and they go into the season with you know just him and potentially Alohi Gilman as depth you're gonna know he impressed them right now if he doesn't have an impressive training camp maybe they go out there and get a veteran free safety or a veteran safety to come in with this team so I think the team is going to kind of tell you what they think about Mark Webb if he doesn't impress I do think, David, they will bring in another guy at that position because right now it looks incredibly thin. He's going to have to prove to them, hey, you don't need to get anybody else because if one of these guys goes down, if you want to let Derwin James play in the slot or Nazir Adderley play in the slot, you can do that because I can step in at safety. Yeah, I mean, I like Mark Webb. I think there's some tools that he can use. I think he's got good size. He's got good physicality out there. And I've said on multiple occasions that I think Mark Webb is Brandon Staley's personal mad science project i think that's who he is that is what brandon staley he wants to see what mark webb can become he wants to mold him and create the defensive back that he wants him to be out there so yes he has a big opportunity to to be that depth to be that main backup and if he's not playing well we definitely very well could see the chargers sign a veteran safety because the Chargers have plenty of cap space, and if anybody out there gets released that they that they think can help this Chargers team, they have the money and they have the ability to go get them whenever they so choose. But is the player out there that they think fits, right? Is there a player out there that they think can really help them? Because if so, why haven't you brought that dude in yet? Because I'd still be a proponent of potentially adding another one, no matter what Mark Webb does, just because... Death yeah, why not bring in Malik thing. Hooker? I mean, regardless of his injury history. I mean, we know he's got some issues, but I mean, if he shows to be healthy, then why not? I mean, you got the money. Sure. I mean, definitely some room there. I mean, depth-wise, for sure, to bring somebody in. So if they don't, 
that means they have a lot, a lot of faith in Mark Webb. So we'll see how that plays out. But that is going to do it for today's show. But excitingly enough, we are back to five shows a week. So we will be back with you guys here tomorrow. Super excited about being back with you guys on a full-time, everyday basis. To make sure you don't miss the show, you can follow us on all social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David on Twitter at DroTalkSD, as well as finding our show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC. But the best way to do it is to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and if you guys could rate and review, we would really appreciate it. But that's the best way to make sure you guys never miss out on the show. And we have Matt Money Smith coming on the show on Wednesday. So make sure you don't miss out on that. Got a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon. If you guys want to call in and get your voice on the show, the Lockdown Chargers voicemail line is 323-524-7924. And if you guys want to tag us on Twitter and give us your training camp questions because we want to do some Twitter Tuesday content tomorrow. But We'll be back with you guys tomorrow to continue getting into training camp and make sure to stick around for Matt Money Smith coming around later in the week. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.